Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Beyond the Call. I'm Johnny Johnson. I'm with Star Church, and we're here today to talk about. And so, let me back up for just a second. A few weeks back, we did a, sm- a short series, a three part series with our CEO, Nathan Camp, and Star Church founder, Raul Rivera, where we talked specifically about boards, board of directors, uh, how to take board minutes, the board membership, all how to run a meeting. And those are some of the really best videos we've put out in a long, long time, as well as podcasts. And so we wanted to go a little bit deeper here in this podcast. And one of the things that we wanted to bring up was our founder, Raul, uh, a while back had written an article. And the article is called, Is Your Church Board Balanced? And we're going to go ahead and link to that original article in the description of this podcast. And so... What we wanted to do is go through the fact that, you know, with all the rules and regulations that churches are expected to follow, you may often wonder, so how is a church supposed to operate efficiently while staying in compliance with so many regulations? And, you know, how am I supposed to figure this all out alone? And it can be very daunting for sure. So no matter how much experience you think you have, it's likely that you, along with hundreds of other pastors, are not aware that there are very specific rules regarding who serves on your board, especially when it comes to family or employees. Now, every church that I ever know, has have have ever been to, have ever known, uh, has always started with, hey, who believes most in your original vision? Your family. And then you branch out from there. So for many people, the board of directors can be a very delicate topic. Generally, a board consists of individuals that you truly know and trust. So these are the individuals who have been pillars to lean on during the good times, the not-so-good times. These are people who are going to help make the tough decisions that a pastor makes on a daily basis. And those who help make ministry life less lonely. Now, because the board of directors is such an integral part of the church, you know, it's it's essential to know how the IRS views the board of directors or the, the quote unquote governing body of a nonprofit organization and what it truly means to have a balanced board of directors. So what's the purpose of a board of directors? Well, simply put, the board of directors is a group of individuals who are uh, responsible for making the decisions within an organization. Now, they're responsible for the management of the activities, affairs, and assets of the church. Since the board of directors uh, can exercise so much influence over the organization, the IRS has established some guidelines on how the board should be constructed. IRS Publication 4221 PC states... To guard against insider transactions that could result in misuse of charitable assets, the governing board should include independent members and should not be dominated by employees or others who are not independent because of business or family relations uh, relationships. So it's essential to clarify that this is not telling us that family members cannot serve on your board. Okay, I want to make that abundantly clear, but rather that the board should not consist mainly of family members. Therefore, a majority of the board should not be made up of one family unit as to not tip the balance in favor of one individual or family. So what does, uh, what does having a quote-unquote balanced board mean? Okay, a balanced board 
is a term that we've created to describe two requirements found in IRS regulations. IRS regulations require that the majority of the members of the board be both unrelated and uncompensated. It means they don't get paid. Uh, we're going to look at those two things closer and kind of take a look and see what those things mean. So the first is they got to be unrelated. All right. So when a board is made up of mostly family, it falls out of balance. So the Treasury Regulations 53.4958-3B1 defines family as, quote, spouse, brothers, or sisters, by whole or half-blood, spouses of brothers or sisters, by whole or half-blood, ancestors, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and spouses of children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. Now, under this definition, small churches may find it a little more challenging to establish a balanced board, but don't be discouraged. Your board members don't have to be members of the church, nor do they have to live in the same city. They can be pastors and or trusted individuals that, you know, you want your church that want your church to succeed. So number two now uncompensated. On other requirements, most of the board uh, be made up of uncompensated individuals. A common question that we get is, can a board member who serves as a volunteer board member be compensated for serving in another position such as pastor or worship leader and be considered uncompensated? Compensation or getting paid refers to you know uh, any capacity. So it's not just compensation as an acting board member. Instead, the IRS considers board members compensated if they receive any financial or material benefit from the organization for serving in any position. So basically anybody who does work for the church in any capacity, uh, you know, the the gentleman who has been, that you guys pay some money to, to rake the leaves and whatnot, he's on the board member, he's on the board, he's also compensated now. So you have to understand that that's, it's very, very specific like that. So what does a balanced board look like? Well, to provide a little bit of clarity uh, about what a balanced board looks like, there are, well, here's a couple examples. Uh, example number one. Pastor Carlos is getting ready to plant a church in Long, Long Beach, California. He's decided to go through the Start Right service, a service that we here at Start Church offer, to establish his church's legal foundation. Now, Pastor Carlos decides that he will serve as the president of the board, in addition to being the senior pastor. And his wife's going to serve as vice president of the board. In this case, he's going to need to have three other members who are not related to him or his wife in order to maintain a balanced board. Now, example number two. Pastor Carlos, his church is experiencing a season of growth. Attendance is up, giving's increased, they're having a strong impact with their community. Because of this, the church wants to compensate Pastor Carlos for his service as pastor and compensate his wife for her role as associate pastor. Now, wonderful things. And again, uh, uh, our CEO, Nathan Camp, is very fond of saying it is one of the best days in a preacher's life when the church is able to finally, that the very first time you can have get some money from that, it's a wonderful, wonderfully exciting day. So... The issue you have is that now this is perfectly okay. The other three board members have to remain uncompensated to ensure that the board remains balanced. Okay? So here's what you got to do. Because, again, immediately you might be thinking, oh, man, I don't even know if it, it, it – wow. This is, uh, this is news. And don't get me wrong. You aren't the first person to just have heard this. It's okay. So how do we fix it? So now you got to know what a balance. Now that you know what a balanced board is, uh, uh, but what does the what does that mean for you? If your board's unbalanced, how do you balance it? <laughs> so glad you asked. Here's a few of the tips that are going to help you. Number one, you evaluate your current board, see if a majority is unrelated and uncompensated. Very simple. Just start there. Number two, if the majority is not 
unrelated and uncompensated. Determine the number of uncompensated and or unrelated individuals that must be added in order to balance the board. Now, you could also remove members of the board who are compensated or are part of the largest family group. Number three, look at your bylaws and determine what steps are required to add or remove board members. Remember, if you started your entire, especially if you're going through our Start Right program, um, then one of the things we try to do is establish a strong, firm legal foundation. That means bylaws would have been created, and in those bylaws are processes and steps to take in order to add or remove your board members. Even though you think that you're trying, we're trying to fix something or offset the balance or whatever, uh, whatever your particular situation may be, the bottom line is you have to make sure that you follow the steps in your bylaws. That's why they're there. So you follow them. It's a safety net. You know, we can provide you with such uh, the same kind of language as well as with other protective articles through our Start Right service. So that, again, you're, you, when you get the Start Right service, it's one of those things that it really is all-inclusive in terms of of we're going to get your bylaws set up, we're going to get your incorporation done. There's all these steps that go into it in order to con- to to safely cushion the start of your church. So making sure you take those steps necessary, having all those parts in place are always going to be the most helpful thing. Um, if you have any questions, please don't and never uh, uh, fear reaching out to us, 844-921-5402, 844-921-5402. So finding board members to serve is certainly a task that merits careful thought and definitely consideration. If you believe your board's not in step in the way that is compliant with the IRS standards, please give us a call. The number I just said, 844-921-5402, or schedule a call on our website, startchurch.com. Now, we're going to be happy to talk with you about your board of directors so that you can confidently walk in the vision and dream that God has given you. I really hope that today's podcast has been helpful. Uh, God bless you. We definitely wish all the best to you. If you or anyone that you know is having questions about how to launch a church or how to get started, give us a call. For Go to our website. Call the number. Uh, when you recommend someone, when someone is is uh, told about our service through you, if you are currently part of the Star Church family, then uh, we, we, we like to give a, uh, a finder's fee, a gift, if you will, of $100. It's one of those things that we do uh, when we're trying to just kind of help pastors who want, who need it. You know, you, you know right now several pastors who are currently thinking about starting a church or have been called to the ministry and just don't know what the next step is, referring them uh, both helps them and uh, in turn, we would like to bless you for that help. So thanks again. Don't forget the uh, the podcast is Beyond the Call. It's the podcast that Start Church here we do to help pastors, ministers, and ministry leaders be able to have a better understanding of the back end of what goes on at church in order to, quote unquote, make church happen. So we look forward to talking to you again uh, next week. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.